Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Blue Cottage. Um, if you guys are new here, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for following along. Uh, if you guys are really enjoying the content, you, you find that you really enjoy the stream, there's a couple ways you guys can support us to help us bring more content to you. You can go check us out on TikTok at Blue Cottage D&D, as well as on our Instagram with the same handle. Uh, and if you really, really like us and you'd really love to see us bring one to you, go support our small business, uh, MidnightStreetCandleCo.com, where we make handmade resin dice and uh, fantasy-inspired scented candles to help uh, enhance your tabletop gaming experience. And uh, the more business we do, the more we'll be able to bring to you. We've got some got some cool items in the works currently to, uh, to add to our uh, inventory. Um, we also have a Kofi. If you're just feeling super generous and you, and you just you really you really you want to give us a tip, go check out kofi.com forward slash blue cottage dnd. Uh, buy us a coffee, and we, we greatly appreciate it. And as always, for all of those of you who have been following along, been supporting us this whole time, thank you guys so much. It, it means a lot to us, and it goes a long way towards making our dreams a reality. Um, so yeah. With that, so we're gonna jump into tonight's session. I would talk about. The conventions. I guess I'll have this one up before Magic City Con. Um, so if you guys are from Alabama, if any of you are listeners around the uh, Alabama area, I know we have a few in, in Birmingham. Uh, we will be at Magic City Con in a few weeks at the Galleria as well as Alabama Comic Con at the BJCC the first weekend of June. I don't know if I'll have this up in time for the BJCC one, but if I do, um, you guys can come come hang out with us, come check out our uh, our inventory and talk D and D with us. We'd love to meet you all and. Introduce ourselves face to face. So, um, yeah. So I think that's it. With that, last we left off, you all, yo, uh, you, you stepped, you took your first steps into this to the marsh of Amalmoyer. Um Found it to be much more difficult to traverse than originally intended. As you as you learned that all the trees here. They move, they're restless, they're constantly twisting and turning. So even though you think you're going in the right direction, they tend to move you into a completely direct, different direction entirely. You guys found yourself trying to find your way to Gildoth's Manor and uh, instead were lost and sent to the strange pool to talk to the water weird and he's, he told you how to get through the, uh, the thanks to throwing them a few good coins. Um, you learned how to traverse the swamp unnoticed and without uh, having your course changed too much. Um, you picked up a straggler on the way, little Nana, the shopkeeper, had her tongue cut out by the governess's goons, uh, and then was cast out in the marsh. You did find the obelisk where Gildarth's, um, was depicted inside of his journal, and face down against his sentinel that thoroughly beat, uh, beat Artemis and Cecilia to a pulp. Uh, however, you guys were somehow managed to come out on top of that one, that was tough. Um, following which, you, you continue down into the obelisk after solving the riddle of the uh, password to get inside of his manor, or uh, inside of his uh, hideout. Diving deep into the ground, following the stairway that led 50, 60 feet down below, you found uh, another set of traps, uh, illusory in nature, that kind of threw you off for a moment. And there's this strange little construct that, that challenged you to a game of hide-and-seek. You are apparently bored and needed something to do. Um, turned out to be a rather deadly game uh, of hide-and-seek um, as he transmuted the entire room to come to life with these weird construct snakes that came out and attacked each of you as you were trying to find him. Um, eventually, you came out victorious, and the little puppet revealed himself um, 
and showed you through to the next chamber beyond where you stepped into Gildarth's study um, and into his magnificent mansion, which is a smell, in case you didn't know, um, to where he was kind of, um, he was working on some kind of concoction and, and you guys inter- uh, kind of stepped in and interrupted him, but he recognized Artemis immediately and there was quite a bit of conversation, a lot of information to be had to where you found out the reason for Artemis's strange loss of memory, and that is that he has apparently been to the Feywild. Sometime between his studies with Gilbert Seward and his coming to De Lamar, he took a trip to the land of the fairies, and when he came back, it was 50 years in the future, and he had no recollection of what happened before coming here. He does have a box that he handed over. Uh, well, I guess I should say Gildar took. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Snatched from him. Um, and you found out that the box was sealed with Nyx and that you would need the key to open it. Um, and whatever is inside, he, he needs to protect. Um, he did tell you that you need to find the key if you want to open it. And if you... You know, he, he figured that probably the best way to... Place, best place to look... It's going to be where you forgot everything. So, he told you of a gate to the Feywild, one that lies in the Sanctuary of Seasons to the south of Falun Suun, home to Cecilia Bellatora and her, <laughs> her widow families. Um, and there was, a, I think there's a lot of questions that you guys had asked. You got a lot of lore dump, and then you retired for the evening. He changed his manner a little bit and um, allowed you safe place to stay. Uh, Cecilia had a bit of a, a vision during this long rest one where Nalia was being a lot more forthcoming with and a little less uh, mysterious for once. Uh, and with that, we're going to pick up tonight's session. As you guys take your long rest inside of Go to our side out. You level up to level seven. We are going to roll hit points. Yes. So let's go ahead and roll initiative for for this real quick, guys. Pause it. For okay. Paladin, so everyone roll pretty decently. <laughs> That's not bad. Everyone rolled slightly above average. Oh my God. Pretty good, guys. Yeah. So uh, with that class, you do get lay on hands. Okay. So it's five times your level. Uh-huh. So you start with five five points. You just Give hit hit points back to yourself <laughs> is or that someone an else. Action fee or what is? Uh, I think it's an action. action, action? To do it, okay. Yeah. It's a good way to get people up after combat. The okay. only thing is the one once you expend all five of them, you don't get them back to a long rest. Okay. So. Nice. So I just give one HP to someone. <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> Got it. I believe you'll probably get some new proficiencies there as, as well. Um, uh, with this. So, okay. like weapons, armors, and things like that. Okay, would I add that It'll later? It'll be or under it? your proficiencies down there. Your... Oh, simple weapons, martial weapons. Um... Yeah, so you get all martial weapons now. Whereas before, as a ranger, you only got long swords and long bows. You can use. You can add your proficiency to any weapon in the book now. To any... Uh, 
What? So if you find other weapons that you're interested in using, yeah. Dang. So. Okay, but I have to get those. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah, it, right. It's Maybe not you could have had that out of the range, too. I can't really remember. But okay. you should get some new stuff there. Okay, that I'm able to use. It's level two, like we talked about, that you're going to get all the really cool shit. <laughs> smite! <laughs> Mostly smite. <laughs> Good way to burn spell slots. I need to make myself a new card look. Uh, <laughs> <Mark throughs. laughs> Man, it's, like okay. it's been through a lot. <laughs> so, as you guys come to, um, if you're sleeping quite well on these these fancy beds, silk sheets, very nice little space that uh, Gildarth has created for you. You uh, look around too, and you see uh, you see Harlan as she's kind of stirring and. Waking up, um, sitting upright, still, you know, you watch as she takes, uh, like a, a flask of water and kind of, like, dumps it over her skin as it's a little dried out, uh, being a triton. And the only thing you notice is obviously is you see Nana is not here. She's missing. Does anybody know where Nana went? Not another one. No. <laughs> <sighs> well, how did you all sleep? Amazing. Yeah. I don't know, I have no wild. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'll start confused. <laughs> well, <laughs> very fair. How are you feeling other than that? Shipper. Are, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay, that's something. It's a start. Oh dear. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. I'm just. We are good. Where are we going? What are we doing? Well, I don't know. I suppose if we take him up on his offer to find that doll. The voodoo doll. We'd start there. First order, probably, though, is to find Nana. Yeah. See where she went. Yes. Where was she sleeping? Was there a, was she with us or was yeah, she was with specific yeah, there, there was a separate, separate bed that she was in. Like so, uh, he turned this into a very uh, old school tavern style room where all the beds are just kind of in a row. Um, there's three beds on either side of the room. It's a very large, uh, tavern-style bedroom, bed chamber that he gave each of you, alongside a very a nice bath where you guys were able to clean up very nicely nice. for the first time in a while. Love um, that. Um, can I go up to her bed and see if I can pick up anything, like, how long it's been since she's been there? Like a survival check-in, uh, kind I of, guess? Well, the overall room is that you, you just, okay. she, it looks like she made her bed. Like, everything, the uh, sheets are pulled up, uh, the pillows are tucked underneath. Um, however, with your keen senses, you smell something very, very tasty. I was like, it's cooking, uh, it's something cooking nearby. <laughs> well, I'll follow that scent. <laughs> <laughs> So as you as you exit out, you notice now as you exit back into this weird library laboratory the Gildroth is working in, there's now another room. The bookshelves have been switched and pu- pushed aside and um, kind of walks underneath some of the books here and, and transitions into another room where there's a, now a kitchen. 
And you can hear dishes and things being clattered and shifted around, and you smell something. It smells like pancakes coming from the other side. And um, as you, as you kind of peer inside, you notice Nana is now cooking. As she turns towards you, you watch as she smiles and she begins to speak. And as she does, that same arcane glow that happens when Gildarth speaks begins to glow from her mouth. As she... Oh, good morning. Um, you could speak again. <laughs> well, it's a little tricky for me, but yes, I... Gildarth was so gracious and kind as to, well, fix... What was taken from me? What a sort time. of. Of course, in return, I am to help him with his. Well, things around here are a little dusty, and I need, mm. he needs <laughs> someone to help clean and cook. So, I volunteered if you would help me retrieve my voice back. And so That's here we wonderful. are. Fascinating. Yeah. And you do see it now. She kind of like opens her mouth and like kind of pulls down. You do see is uh, kind of etched into. Where, like right below where her tongue was, like on the bottom of her mouth, you can see there is this strange arcane rune that's been kind of carved in, almost tattooed in, to the to the bottom of her mouth. Where's Gildarth? I don't know. Um, he said he would be back shortly for breakfast. <clears throat> I don't know where he went. Okay. Well, it smells amazing. So, just consider it my gratitude. For saving me in the marsh, you didn't have to do that. And I don't know if you know. The whole reason I was there to begin with was because you noticed this. And she does show you the rot on her skin now. And yes. But I don't blame you at all. Just know that I just—I don't blame you at all. The governess is a cruel woman. And she. She fools people into believing that they'll live a very happy, long life with no illness or death. And in return, she's the only one that lives a happy, long life with no illness or death. The rest of us suffer for it. Well, hopefully Anyways. we can fix that. Yes. Uh, here, have a seat. She does, uh, there's a large table here, and she kind of uh, walks over and gives you each some breakfast. Oh, it's quite tasty. Blessed. Um, so. I would like to eat, and then I would like to actually, because um, I don't think I got a chance to do it last time, I wanted to peruse the books, see if I can find anything interesting in the books. Okay. Um, I can all Yes? Do you think you could help me do some research? <laughs> yeah, of course. Alright. And look through these books, see if we can find anything interesting. Hopefully. Hopefully there'll be something there. I've been Alright. Make an archival check for both of you. Cast guidance on him. <laughs> Since they're reading, can I open up my tablets of lore book? <laughs> Have I already looked into that? I think I just skipped it. Um I just remember finding out lore as a person from it. Yeah, I think you. I think you rolled pretty high on that. I really should prepare them directly. Um, let me look back to it. To that book. That was about back in Iridesa. Yeah. Sure. Iridesa. Okay, cool. 
I think that's how you found out about the uh, the islands, the, mm-hmm. the kind of all the generic locations in which they were supposedly found. I think, and I know that you found it. That's how you discovered that war was made some kind of being, an entity that actually wrote them, mm-hmm. um, who was around for a very very long time ago. Uh, they were a scribe, mm-hmm. or was a scribe, and kept track of the history of the world. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a natural one. Oh, plus no. two. Plus seven. So that's nine. nine. So, 30-20 and a nine. Artemis, you're still kind of uh, racking your head over some things. Trying to, <laughs> to understand a lot of what's happening. And you kind of skim through a couple of these books and you notice... Most of this stuff is arcane script, and, and a lot of it's in languages you don't you don't recognize. Um, uh, I don't know. You you start pouring through. And most of these things are Gildarths. As you go through one book after the other, I mean, this guy's been around for three hundred years, and most of these are actually journals of all of his the things that he worked on. Uh, each each experiment that could be anywhere from six to six hundred pages long. Uh, ends in either a success or failure. At the very end of each right, success, failure. And it's most of the things that he did, he's enchanted over the years. Um, one you find, um, it says, uh, rope of entanglement, or ensnarement. Um, it's, about a, it's about a nine-page enchantment, and at the end it says failure, but then there's a adjustment made that, uh, where he seems to have come up with the last, with the, uh, the rune that fixes it, fixes the problem. But he mo- no, he makes a dictation that he could not get it back because he left it back in Alethia. So um, you also find, kind of sifting through, um, there is one book that as you open it up, there is a uh, it's it's a book of minor spells. There's probably four different spells in here. You can't make heads or tails of them, but you recognize them. Anonymous. Do you, do you think this could be of use to you? Has some minor spells. I don't know. Possibly. I recognize some things from Elijah's study. I can take a look. This uh, I didn't find much over here. It was all kind of gibberish. Oh. It's all right. Found a couple of things. It's mostly journals, really. I'm documenting his trials and errors, and basically learned how to fix that rope. We found. We could go back to him if you want. Or maybe he could fix it. I don't know. Before we leave? Yeah, possibly. Anyway, you can take a look at it. There you go. Um, Taking a look at it, you'll probably spend a little time with the spells to figure out what to do. You'll have to uh, transfer them over into your book, as you know. The uh, About this point, he does return as he steps in. Ah, yes. Well, just make yourself at home, I suppose. Um, Good morning. Hey. Did you try the pancakes? They're quite delicious. Oh, they're right. Yes. Pardon me. And shifts through. Put those back, by the way, when you're done. Yes, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> shifts through. I'm going <laughs> to follow Gildarth to the table. Right, so he does sit down, and you do watch as he makes himself a pile high, and you're trying to figure out, because this dude is skeleton. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out Bloody what he's going to yeah. do with this, and he he does begin to eat them, just gobble them up with every bite he takes. He watches, 
just flickering. He said, Ah, oh. you see, it took me a while to discover which room gave me my taste back. And it is magnificent being able to have a cook in the house now. I saw a few things in the study. Um... We'll note that you're, with every bite that he takes, every time he swallows, there's just this... Where it just kind of... Picking poops. Is there a hidden chair beneath them? Oh gosh! Oh, Should have put a plate underneath. Yeah, as all, and he kind of looks dies. I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, well, for now this will work. <laughs> we found that rope that you were working on. Um, Casseros, do you do you still have that rope? I think it's in our bag, right? Yeah, we put it in the bag because we were afraid to take it back out. Yeah. Yes. Um. We can take it out. Do you, Do you think maybe your mage hand could do that? Yeah, I mean, do we want to do that here? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a failed experiment. I'm afraid I'll have to be more specific. Mm, yes. Uh, I'll point to the journal entry. Okay, oh, yes. Well, what happens when you try to enchant a rope on no sleep for four days straight? I don't think doing anything on... Oh, never mind. I think... Yes, I do have a way to fix it. Um, I have no need of it, but if you would like, I can finish the runes and welcome to it. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you take your mage hand and you pull it out and the, the rope's just... Just dipping around <laughs> like a worm wriggling in the air, and Yorgoth kind of uh, he extends his own mage hand forward and grabs it, kind of pulls it, pulls it towards him. And he watches he pulls uh, a small satchel out, and he kind of gets out some dyes and some inks and a couple of uh, uh, what appear to be powdered uh, gemstones, and kind of dips and swirls some of them around. And he goes, and there is a singular rune on the golden band around the edge, and all he does is add a little dot to it, just kind of. <laughs> And then the rope just coils up and oh falls to the ground. <laughs> I wrapped my head over that for two centuries. <laughs> and that's all I missed. Huh. Just a little more sleep and you might have gotten it. <laughs> it's nice to feel successful. Coils it up and tosses it back to you. All you have to do is direct it at a target and then we'll unstand them for you. Or at least attempt to. Just be careful because... Could get you as well. So you were able to help Nana with her voice and everything. Yes, I did have some components left over from when I had done it to myself, if you will. Oh, are there any more by chance? Not on me, I'm afraid. There are there are some on the island still, but it is in a rather difficult place to get to. Where would it be? Well, that would be uh, near Balin's Crucifix. Uh, there are some seashells that tend to wash up on that side of the island, um, as well as uh, some flowers that uh, bloom in the shoreline. Uh, there's also a sea cave uh, near an old ruined castle fortress on the southwestern side. Algae kind of blooms at the base of it. Um, it's a strange reddish violet algae. I require that, um, as well as uh, 
a bit of onyx. Do you think if we find all those items, you're able to help me, possibly? I can't see, so... New sight. Hmm. Never tried. I suppose it's not much different from what I did for myself. Are you opposed to having your eyes taken out? Do I still have my eyes? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um... They're just black. Okay. <laughs> Potentially, I guess? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Sort of? Think on it. Huh? <laughs> 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 Just because I don't have eyes and ears doesn't mean I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> this passive perception. Uh, it's no offense and all, but you know it might not work. And well, we need her all intact. No, she's not using it right now, anyhow. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't want to agree with that, I kind of do. <laughs> oh, you do use them. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Uh, it's entirely up to you. I was just, you know, saying. I appreciate the warning, but mm. I would like to be able to see you again. And at least help and not be No, able. just so you're aware. You wouldn't be able to see in the traditional sense. My sight is unique. What do you mean by unique? As in, well, as I said, unique. You can see, just not necessarily well. Well, I mean, I see stars all the time, so I could assume that... You see stars? Yeah. Definitely outlines of people, silhouettes, all of that. He takes you by the cheek with his bony fingers and pulls you And he pulls your blindfold up and begins to look. Excuse me, <coughs> this is a violation <laughs> of personal. Shush. Curious. Close the blindfold and lets you go. Okay. This won't. You're a very interesting bunch. <laughs> Runnings with the gods of Nyx, the gods of Theros. That. Mm. You can see, just. You just don't know how to do it yet. Hmm. There have oh. been very few in history who have been cursed in this way. There has been others? Have. Do you know their stories? Most of them were warriors, they were paladins and served one of the deities uh, whenever they would be injured in combat in particular. There is one warrior that I know of specifically named uh, Heracles. Heracles? Heracles. How do you spell that? H-E-R-A-C-L-E-S. Heracles. Soldier of Aeolus. Champion. Centaur, mind you. Very, very powerful. Blinded by an arrow. But despite it, he said that his faith allowed him to see anyways. And he went on to fight. Combat after combat with... Well, eyes gouged out, if you will. Never bothered him a bit. Felled over, I believe, 300 
Fishkins at one point. No offense. So by faith, he was able to see. Well, I'll take note of that. Do you have a book on hand by chance? Afraid not. I don't keep historical documentation, unless, of course, it's historical documentation that I myself wrote. Okay. Not as interested in other people's facts and things of that nature. Sorry. It's okay. Thought I'd ask just in case. I feel like I'll have to have a talk with Nalia then. Let's see what she has to say. Not the most listening of the gods, from what I understand. But if she is the one who's giving you the sight to begin with, maybe she sees a little something in you. Maybe it is that she just requests a leap of faith. Most of the times the gods do. Hmm. I much also, I personally prefer Perforus. It was more mechanically inclined, logical. He hmm. liked the things that he could see and make with his hands. As do I. Makes sense why you have a great connection with him. His magic is more palpable and easier to react interact with for me. Hmm. Which god? Perforus. Oh. The god of the forge. So have you thought about my art? I believe so. Shall we all? Say we all. I think we agree. Very well. You have access in an ounce of my abode here, should you so need it. You know how to get an ounce, you know the passwords. And that little heap of scrap metal won't bother you anymore, I assure you. Be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a number on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially. Alright, do we want to go back through the marsh? Do we know where to find this person? Do you have a way to lead us there? Afraid not. I've not been able to divine where. The doll maker resides. I know she's somewhere towards the western, northwestern end of the island. She did not eastern end. My apologies. Beyond my friend, though, what a weird. Anything we need to know about her? Particular watch out for? She is rather beguiling. She's very good at getting you to do what she wants you to do. I'm not sure exactly how long she left me were in league. I only met her once. Nasty old crawl. Interesting. Fascinating work that she did. I do know that her favorite little doll has been carrying things to and from Alethia for the past couple of months. I don't know to what end. Hmm. 
How did she get to Alethia? How did who? How did she get to Alethia? The governess. Oh. The doll. She rides the... Oh, are you talking about the doll? The doll. Maybe. She was here. As far as I'm aware. She was here before... Well, any of Alethia was, or the governess, or anyone else, or even... Even the pirates that uh, set sail here a long time ago. Apparently, she was here when there was another small civilization, a uh, group of island folk. I could not tell you where they came from originally or where they hailed from. All I know is that there was there are remnants of an old civilization that once lived here, and they entombed her, and sealed her. Maybe you're a witch. At some point along the way, the governess found her and released her in return for her assistance. No. Hmm. Well, I suppose we could always go back through the sewers. We do know a secret passage that way. We could also finish out the things in the marsh. I know Harlan is looking for something here. Harlan speaks up with her mouthful. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is something. It's called treasure. <laughs> A lot of treasure, mm-hmm. according to Big Hook Hank and a lot of other pirates. They could have... I'm trying to remember because I was petrified during that episode. <laughs> Did they get a map of the secret passageways that they found? Yes, through the sewers that lead into the Widowed Villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a secret passage. Um, do any of them... like those? Are those all just in the main center of the town like nothing that might run underneath the marsh? The sewers? Mm-hmm. Um, no, none of it goes underneath the marsh. Okay. It's all underneath the town. Just making sure. Yeah, it seems to pour out into the marsh on the back side of the hills. Mm-hmm. Think Fort Joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Well, maybe we could go on the outside of the marsh and find where it empties out and go through that way too. Any thoughts? It's closer. Yeah. Mm. It's mostly not about what's closer, but not being seen by the shade guard. True. <laughs> yeah. Don't have a good yeah, reputation. We already know that there's people in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. So the marsh sounds like a better choice. Yeah, for now. All right, maybe we help Harlan and then look for that where the sewers empty out. Go that way. Is there anything else in the marsh we're missing? I don't think so. No. No. Alright. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so what is what's your so your game plan is to go is help Harlan find the treasure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. Do we, we know that about how far away that was from where we are now? Um, probably... It's it's hard to say because you don't... uh, There's a big chunk missing out of the map she has. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does show it being kind of roughly like the edge of the tear is probably four miles away, roughly. Kind of... There is a way to traverse to it without going through the marsh. You can travel south to Gildarth's 
layer and actually follow the beach where it looks like there's a bit of open rolling hills along the bottom half of the island. So. Beach episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Let's maybe go that way. Harlan's just kind of, finally. <laughs> it's about miss time. The I do miss the water. It's very dry <laughs> on land for extended periods of time. <laughs> Can you help with that? <laughs> You're looking smug. No, not right now, no. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> Listen, if I had known you needed something, I could have prepared it. But that's your fault for, you know, not saying anything, so. Oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. Of I course. got drunk on this. I just got to, I was going to stay back and help Liam. And Listen, if you had a better attitude, maybe people would be more willing to help you. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Did she say she was tired of being dry? <laughs> Please don't. I've already um, irritated her. <laughs> just remember, when we're traveling... I'm only joking. Just remember. <laughs> as we travel together, you all have to sleep eventually. Harlan, you know you don't mean that. <laughs> well, they do. She stands up and just kind of falls away from the table. Taking like one last pancake and just like <laughs> grabbing it and just stuffing it in her mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go. Alright. Uh, Nana kind of looks at each of you one last time and says, Thank you again. And if you are indeed trying to help poor Gildoth here and potentially the town, I would greatly appreciate it if you could help my daughter. I imagine she'll be taking you over the shop now that I'm gone. We'll definitely look out for her. Her name is Marie. If you don't mind, I would greatly appreciate it. Of course. Do what we can, yes. With that. You guys step out of the new kitchen and uh, make your way out through the uh, the front, um, through the weird, twisted hallways of the little tin man, um, who, as you guys step through, kind of, oh hey, it's you all again. Um, where are you going? Are you gonna be back? We're leaving. <laughs> we, yes, most likely. Yes. We we don't know how long. None yet. None yet. What? <laughs> None yet. Business. No, that's a good one. <laughs> all right, that's fine. I suppose. I, I just guess we all woke up and chose sass today. <laughs> very quiet around here. The old man. He's just, he's just so boring. You're all a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. We won't be playing that game again though when we come back. <laughs> what well, won't be that game? Exactly. No. No, no games. No, just no games. games. Yeah. No games. As you guys are walking away, he's like, "What? What if it's? What if it's spiders and no. snakes oh, next time?" No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Goodbye. So, you all make your way out. Um, the uh, as you get to the fr- uh, front to the obelisk, you watch the stairs descend <laughs> down so beneath, in front of you, and you make your way up to the top, uh, back into the marsh. 
Turn to the surface, back up to the strange um, swamps that surround or that fill Alamware. So, your goal is to travel, you said you were going to travel south to the beach and then follow the beach along to that, where that tear is in, in Harlan's map, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, we've also shown the side of Senna's, right? Like, we know, we've like connected those. No, uh, would you like to? Yeah. So, first time you have not done that yet. Okay. So this is the first time that you, as you kind of think think about it, you you pull out the map that you guys acquired from the, the box that was on Captain Senna's um, desk, and you take a look at Harlan's map and you piece it together. And Harlan looks, chooses. Ha! Never mind. I don't even care anymore. It's crazy. It just wanted. occurred to me. <laughs> yeah. But looks like. They match, so right? you, you do notice that as you as it pulls in, it does fit like a perfect puzzle piece. Um, one of those things where you would not have realized that without Harlan's map that this was part of Alan Weir. Looks like just some random uh, coast. This little puzzle piece that you pulled from Senna. And piecing together the idea, the, the, the journal entry about Big Hook Hank having the other part of the map, you gather this is probably what was meant by it. You do see the X, now that you've got it conjoined with this larger map of Amamuir, you see that X is right along some of the coastal cliffs on the southeastern side of the island. Um, you see where there is a square kind of etched in that looks to be some kind of marking a notation of a, a town or maybe a building of some kind. Um, and the X is kind of Marked in the ocean just beyond it. So there's two squares? There's a square and an X. Oh, okay. yeah, there's a single square and then an X. So the X is in the ocean? It seems like it. Just like just offshore. Mm -hmm. How are we going to get there? You know, I really wish we had looked at a lot of this stuff last night. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. So, um, I suppose, Artemis, if you still have that smell, it has water breathing on us. If you still have it. Pretty sure that, uh, I can take a few minutes and do it regardless, I think. You guys do know you got a you got a good hop, skip, and jump like an easy half day's travel at least before you get there. So okay, okay, let's do it. Okay. All right. So you travel south, due south. It doesn't take you too long from this point, um, being that this the Gildarth section is kind of at the southern end of the marsh. Mm -hmm. um, you travel for about an hour or so before you emerge into some more rolling hills, kind of stepping out of the mucky swamp, the thick, dense uh, canopy, and um, 
you can you can now smell the salt air kind of washing over the hills from the from the shore beyond, um, and you can see as it kind of rolls, uh, the hills just roll with black rocks kind of jutting out of them here and there. Um, probably maybe a mile or so that until you kind of leads to the shore beyond, you can actually see the ocean on the horizon. But you do notice from this point, as the marsh kind of curls and wraps around to the to the left and continues on. You see down at the very tip, you see something. Uh, there's this one large rock that kind of extend, juts up and extends upwards and kind of over, making this large cliff um, at the edge of the shoreline. And you see something on top of it. Some kind of totem, almost. As we're walking along the shoreline, I just want to keep an eye out for um, anything on the water that might be traveling out. Okay. On the water? Mm-hmm. Alright, so not quite there. You guys look a little bit before you reach the beach. So um, like a mile? Yeah, about a mile ish. Mm-hmm. Just wanna listen out for danger as well. <laughs> Make yourself a checkpoint. Travel stealthily. Before we had packed up and left, could I have gone and taken a piece of regular paper and just sketched the rest of the map that we gained from that tear to keep with yeah. the main map? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes a few minutes to do that. So. Uh, you're just a moment. So, with a 21, as you listen in, you feel, you suddenly hear something kind of on the, uh, on the winds, in the, it's kind of carried on the wind, you hear this, so you guys are making your way towards the shore, you hear this faint singing, it's, it sounds like a woman. Singing. Ah, oh, frickin' fricks. <laughs> wisdom saving throw. Uh-huh. Do I get anything? No. Great. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Um, you can kind of listen in. It is a beautiful melody. It's, it's very faint, and it sounds like it's coming from whatever that um, whatever that is, kind of that, that just shutting out kind of on the along the shore. There it sounds like it's coming from that direction, the direction you guys are headed on the southern shore. It's just a very faint scene, very beautiful, almost uh, almost macabre, like an opera-like voice. We need to be careful once we go up there. Why? There's a woman up there. I can hear her singing, but I think the singing does something to you. Thankfully, it hasn't done anything to me, but who knows? Have I ever heard of anything like this? Make a history check for me. 
the singing enticing to you? It's definitely alluring. Then <laughs> eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Well, then eighteen. Um, definitely tales of alluring music coming from sirens. Something that uh, that uh, you did hear in your sea travels, mm-hmm. um, where sailors would be lured to islands or to uh, shallow waters by strange fairy folk, um, beautiful women, sometimes for malicious t- intent, other times not so much. Usually the former. Yeah. I will convey all of that to everyone. And also, um, can I hold my action to play counter charm if, like, we hear it again? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Are you still also able to silence things if you need to? To what? Silence. silence. Yes, I am. Should Good. I? <laughs> just, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should I... Ritual cast it now in a certain area? Did you make out where it was coming from exactly? I can point the general direction, right? Where mm-hmm. we're coming from. And yeah. I'll show you. Down towards the south, like the walnut rock that's kind of jutting out over the, uh, the edge of the shore. So you see some kind of figure sitting on top of it. Uh, um, kind of hard to make out what it is from this distance, though. How far away did you say? Uh, at this point, as you guys have been walking, probably three quarters of a mile, maybe half a mile. Maybe we'd just be stealthy and. Uh, Once I get to 120 feet, I can cast it. Yes, <laughs> if, maybe if it becomes hostile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get that prepared. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. I didn't want to make stealth checks for me. Should we um, pass with our trace? I think so. Or, all right. I think so. I think so. I think so. Second level. Well, there. Before I cast pass with our trace, I yeah, will cast guidance. Gladden. Gladden. What's your stealth? Uh, my what? stealth is. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Plus four. Yeah, plus four. Okay, I'm gonna cast it on myself before I cast it. <laughs> Alright. I did that. Do any of us have the dagger? I believe. Cecilia. I'm not mistaken. Or Artemis. Uh, it's either Cecilia or Aneth killed the golem, and then Cecilia's the one that captured the... No, Artemis was yeah, the one that captured the, right, it. Is Artemis, yeah. With the gasoline. The yeah, he was the one with the oh, slippery no, slips. Okay. Sorry, I just edged him. The little automaton. Yeah. <laughs> right, so. What you got? A 12. Even with the plus 10? No, sorry, 22. <laughs> Okay, Thirty-three. <laughs> I got that twenty. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Sixteen. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Harlan rolled twenty-seven. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, Stop Um, very quietly, kind of shifting along the, the the moors here, staying close as you can to the shadows of these large black rocks that are jutting out here and there. You guys get a little bit closer to whatever this is, and you can see as the hills to the left kind of roll around, curling around 
the edge of the swamp that kind of reaches the shoreline here and breaks uh, about a quarter mile from, from the edge of the, uh, the water. Um, you can see uh, kind of black sands that lead uh, along the shoreline to the, to the east and kind of curl upwards in the direction which you intend to head. Um, and now that you've gotten closer, you do see what that, in, that figure is. Um, and now that you are closer as well, you hear the singing. All of you can hear it. It's very faint. It sounds like it's coming from somewhere closer to the water. Um, you can't quite see over this cliff. Like I said, there's a, there's a cliff that juts out over the water, and you can't see what's down below. But sitting on top of it, this point that, kind of, that curls up and comes to a point, um, there is a crucifix. And there's a skeleton hanging from it. Um, and you see something shimmering on around the neck of this skeletal entity. You recognize it. It is the exact same necklace that Mercy had. say that's mercy, right? That's not it's not her, right? I I think it's her father's body. Balin's crucifix. Yeah, I think her father didn't make it. You watch as there's a moment where the head of the skeleton twists and turns and kind of he shakes a bit on the crucifix like he tries to pull himself up and then just hangs back down. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, maybe he did make it? I, I don't know. Um, she can ask. Should I try and silence that siren first? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we can wait. Scared. How far away are we from this now? heard about them. <laughs> um, you're roughly 200 feet from him currently. Kind of like I said, it is, he's on. He's kind of staked up on this very large uh, uh, cliff that juts out and up over the water's edge. It looks like, just based on looking to the left and looking as the hill, the moors roll down to the shore. It's probably eighty to a hundred feet up at the very edge of it. Can I? And you can hear. I will note so you can hear the waves at the bottom kind of crashing against what sounds like a rock and stone. Can I conjure up? Tell the spyglass and peruse deeply into whatever is out there to see. Make a perception check with advantage. Are you looking for something? Just see that might give us more clues. Yeah, sure. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Guidance is so abused at this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Supporting the homies. Oh, I know, I can't do that. Just kidding. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're holding, yeah, it's, it's okay. concentration. Uh, okay. You can't go silence? Yeah, it's, They're it's, both concentration. Yeah, concentration spells. Yeah. That'd be uh, 23. 23. There's five. It is, yeah. but it still takes it's concentration. Still, yeah. Yeah. So, pulling out the spyglass and kind of looking over the shoreline, kind of coming up the left, the right-hand side, uh, along that cliff and leading up to the, the rocks, you don't see anything, per se. You can hear the sound of the waves down below. Um, other than that, uh, singing that's, that's happening, and as you, as you kind of watch, you do notice um, there's a brief flicker of something at the edge of the stone. 
um, kind of on the very far side of that cliff uh, that he's crucified on, at the very, very top, at the very point, you see there's a shift very quick. You can't quite make out what it is, but you watch as something begins to drift in the wind as it shifts. <laughs> Looks like feathers. Anywhere on the beach, we would see signs of a uh, boat or anything possibly have been there recently. Looking up the uh, kind of looking up the eastern coast along the shoreline, you don't see any boats. Nothing that stands out to you now. No other structures anywhere in this area that were just rolling moors. Right. Relay the information of whatever the black feathers. Yeah, black feathers. Well, we know we need to get up there. Yes, it's where the X marks the spot. So yeah. we do it as stealthily as we can. Yeah. You know that X marks the spot further up the shoreline. This, you guys came to the southern point. You were going to take the beach to go up um, to that point. You got to stumble upon. You stumble upon okay. this on the way. Yeah. yeah. Should oh, okay. we try this and is... talk to him? I am curious. We might be. For mercy's sake. Good to know. Yeah. Could also be a trap. <clears throat> but I don't know. Is the creature gone? I mean, it looked like. Which creature? The one that was. The feathers came yes, from? Yes, the one that was. Yeah, I, don't, yeah it, it obviously went somewhere. And it was really, I didn't really see it, I just saw feathers. No, yeah, like it's like right below the cliff, like right at the edge of the cliff, down below it, something just shifted uh, along the rocks, and uh, that's where you saw the feathers, hmm. like a bird taking off from the rock or something like that. But the we can still hear the faint. You can still song. hear the faint singing. It does. Sound, it's kind of mixed in with the waves. It is very. You now hear there's multiple voices all singing together, and it's a very dark, melancholy, but still beautiful. Sound. I don't know if it's normal for sirens to be with my check, like, I don't know, like close to shore like this. Group. Yeah, probably. Weird. Based, yeah. On your, based on the stories, uh, the, it does kind of match up. They, lure, they tend to lure sailors to their. their sometimes they, they lure ships into rocky shorelines intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. kind, of, kind of falls in line with it. Well, it doesn't matter to me. I'm curious, though. This is also not this cross, a crucifix. Is that not also where we're supposed to go for something? Mm. Yes, for the components. Yeah. For you. Wait, what is this for? The... For her sight, yes. We need the crucifix. Uh, things around it. Flowers, oh. shells, flowers, algae. After the conversation with Gildorf, though, um, did that basically, was he... Do I know that he was telling me, like, this... It would be better just to see by faith, or if this is something that he could help <coughs> with? Sounds I don't like know if that was something that he was... Totally up to you. Okay. But it does... It probably will involve removing your eyeballs to have him do it the way he wants to do it. We can put a pin. <laughs> do we see an actual? So it's a cliff, right, coming out of the water, mm-hmm. little rock. Do we see an actual way to get to it? Like down below it? 
yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks... Like, does it, like, jut out from the shore and up, or is it... So, currently, it's kind of like, like you guys are walking towards it. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are walking towards it from the moors, um, and it just extends forward and out. And to the left-hand side, the moors keep rolling down to the shoreline. So you're kind of at the base of it. Like, you could walk up it from here to the edge of the cliff. And That's he's... where he's at. Yeah. That's where he's at. Okay. Yeah. Think of a Pride Rock and Lion King as mm. you're facing it. So, kind of like that. Okay. So, so the cliff sure. face is actually on the back side of what we were looking at. So yes. you can approach it. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know. If yeah, we you were can't about see to what's on. You can't see what's water. down. Yeah, you can't see what's down on the other side of the cliff. You cannot see the shore down below it. You're this is you're facing the back side of the cliff. So, not the water's edge. Well, carry on, or go around, and come back to it later. Come back to it later. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. Or just don't come back. (laughs) At all. Not when sirens are involved. Oh, come on. Let's be right up your alley. You make music. You could probably, like, strum up something and entice them to... I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Try. Like, I don't know what I would do. (laughs) I just want to eat people. (laughs) So. All right. I think we can go around then. I'm sure. It doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. He looks sort of twitch a little bit. A little, yes. Alright, so uh, I guess we'll stealthily go around. Alright. <laughs> Everyone make stealth checks as you continue your way down to the beach for me. Oof. We still have. Uh, Personal trace. Personal trace. You do still have Personal trace. shift around, kind of get to the edge of the cliff and begin to walk down where the moors kind of roll down into the uh, to the black sands of the shore, this kind of rocky shoreline. Now you can get a better glimpse of around where that rock kind of juts out. The cliff kind of comes down and into the water below, and there are a lot of rocks down at the very bottom here, kind of jutting up out along the shoreline at the base of this cliff. Um, and you do see, laying along all the rocks, you see what appears to be dead sea creatures, like you see a lot of blood stains. Um, a few fish still, like a very large, like a, maybe a very large fish, um, what's left of them, including a couple of sharks that are just kind of flayed out over some of these large rocks, and you see stuck in a lot of the refuse feathers, quite a few of them. And you just shift along the black sands, kind of going from rock to rock, Trying to stay as stealthy as you can. Um, a moment passes where you look back and you see something is climbing up the side of those cliffs up towards 
what you think of the Big Bailin. You see this humanoid figure um, with these very big black wings, claws kind of grabbing into the side of the stonework as they pull themselves up and climb up and over and kind of fly around to Balin, and you hear as he's kind of the skeletal figure just, oh, please not again! And you see as this creature just begins to claw at him and bite at him and gnaw at his bones. We might have to go back. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> Before I forget, I'm going to cast Mage Armor. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Take a quick break. We're right back. 